but we're going we're gonna to get started here. I'm about two minutes early, and, and, and I, I want you to get up and get out and go to church. Don't let this radio ministry take the place of church for you. There's a, if your church is shut down, there's a church somewhere. There ain't nothing takes the place of standing in front of a Holy Ghost-filled pastor. I'm talking about slinging the word, shucking the corn this time of morning. But look, I'm going to play a song because I feel like I'm almost home. So I'm going to start my service out playing a song called Almost Home by a group called Mercy Me. And then we're going to bring you the word a little bit out of Romans 5 and a little bit out of Romans 6. Here we go. Are you disappointed? Are you desperate for help? You know what it's like to be tired and only a shell of yourself. Do you start to believe? You don't have what it takes. Cause it's all you can do just to move, much less finish.
Yes, we're almost home, man. I am ready to go home. Are you ready to go home? Listen, before I get started, I want to thank 93.1 for for allowing me on this radio station. And I want to thank Brother Steve Brewer and the Pine View Church of God for sponsoring this right here. I'd like to thank Brother Don at Avery Baptist Church. I'd also like to thank Brother Dale at Victory Baptist Church. And also, I'd like to thank Mr. Danny, Miss Susan, and and, and down there at 106.9. This will be replayed later on today down there uh, at their radio. Radio station, thank you guys so much for being unafraid to let the gospel of Jesus Christ to fly out over the airwaves. Oh, we thank you so much for that. But this this morning, I want you to know that 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 Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price on Calvary's cross, and we hear it so much that I think sometimes we just get used to it, that it don't mean that much to us no more. You know, one time you got a job, and it was your dream job, and, and you loved it, and all of a sudden, it just you just become used to it. It didn't have the same luster that it did. Uh, back when you first met your husband, or you first met your wife, you, you, you it was a great relationship, man. You couldn't wait to get together and now here it is years later and you've just become comfortable with it it's just become a uh, natural to you and 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 i think that's the way it is sometimes with the lord you know we get so used to hearing that he died on the cross that it don't excite us no more that it's just something we're used to hearing but i'm telling you he said do this in remembrance of me you remember he was the the bread that his body was broken that his blood was poured out out for the remission of our sins. This is something we're supposed to remember every single day. And I want you to understand that Christ is only going to see you two ways. God sees you only two ways, either in Adam or in Christ. And I want to ask you this morning, who are you? Are you in Adam or are you in Christ? There's a lot of people that goes to church that that's part of the tares, that's part of the goats that are found in Adam. And they've got so used to hearing the word that they don't even try to change. They don't even try to confess no more. They don't try to repent no more. They don't do anything anymore. They just go through the motions. They may have given up on church. They've lost their first love. I'm trying to get you back to where you used to be or maybe you've never been there at all and I'm trying to get you to a place today. If you're driving down the road and you've never tuned into this station and it just, just, just hang on. Don't tune it out. Just listen to the sermon. This might be for you. I got one shot to tell you about Jesus. Oh, my Lord and Savior died for you on the cross so many years ago, but but he knew your name before Adam and Eve. He knew your name before the foundation of the world, and he loves you, and he died for you, and he his will is that all men would come to repentance, that every man would make a place called heaven. He's done all that he could possibly do. He's done it all. He died on the cross. He become the sacrificial lamb. He become the priest. He sent back the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. He give us a Bible to read. He's got a preacher on every corner. He's got radio stations blasting out the gospel. He's done everything he could possibly do to get you saved. The ball is in your court. I know that you know there's a God. I know you know that there's a devil. You know there's evil. You know there's mercy. You know these things. But we Will you accept it this morning? 
Will you accept the gospel of Jesus Christ and hold it true and hold it dear and don't let it go? Let it be like 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 that that field with that pearl of price. That man sold everything he had to buy that field just so he could have that pearl. This morning, were you willing to get rid of everything? All your friends, all your music, all your TV programs. Are you ready to get rid of everything that's blocking you from finding Jesus Christ? Are you willing this morning? To sell it all off. To get rid of it. To strip down. To strip down. Bare naked. And just find Jesus Christ. To get rid of the world. All the weights of the world. All the things that's kept you blinded. All the blinders that's kept you from seeing this beautiful gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. I want you to understand that you was born in the sin of Adam. That you was born under the sin of Adam, and under the sin of Adam, all men will die two deaths. You will die a physical death in the flesh, and then you will die a second death. You'll be thrown into a place called hell. And on the day of judgment, you'll be picked up from hell and thrown into the lake of fire. I'm telling you this morning, you don't have to go that way. You can come out from being under Adam and be found in Jesus Christ. Listen to 17, Romans 5 and 17. For by one man's offense, death reigned by what? Much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Let me repeat that. That devil tried to make me choke on that one. He didn't even want it to come out. Listen to me. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. The offense of Adam can be taken away from you and the righteousness of Jesus Christ can be applied to you. Not of your righteousness. Your work is filthy rags. There's nothing you can do but your faith in Jesus Christ. His righteousness can be accounted unto you. He said, therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. In other words, the offense of death and hell come upon you by Adam, but you can be justified by Jesus Christ. You did what you did. You committed the sin. You committed the act. You stole. You robbed. You committed adultery. You looked at pornography. You're a homosexual, transvestite, an adulterer, a liar, a thief, whatever it is. But you you did it. You did it. You committed the sin. But Christ paid the price. Therefore, you are justified through the blood of Jesus Christ. You are no longer condemned. Them sins aren't on you. Jesus Christ took the penalty of your sin on Calvary's cross. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You don't have the penalty of the sins that you did if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can be forgiven. He said, therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one free gift came upon all men to justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, by Adam's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Listen, I want you to understand this. There's so many antichrists in the world right now trying to tell you that Jesus Christ 
was a sinner. Trying to tell you that Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalene was boyfriend and girlfriend. Trying to tell you that Mary wasn't a virgin. They trying to destroy Jesus Christ and his testimony. But don't you believe it? He was perfect. He was perfect. He was perfect. He never committed a sin. Why is that? Because Christ, because God accepted Christ as the atonement of our sins by resurrecting them from the grave. We serve a living Savior. Christ is alive today. Seen by over 500 men. It's a historical fact. You can look it up in books outside religious books. In factual history books. It tells you that it is a fact that Jesus Christ come out of the grave. It ain't a fairy tale. It ain't just found in the King James Version. The most authentic book ever written. The infallible word. You can find it in secular books. It is a fact that Christ rose from the grave. He said, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Ooh, let me tell you something. You see, Bad things sell on TV. See, what what sells is violence. What sells is sex. What sells is hate. See, people want to see that on TV. That's why all the number one movies is violence and sex. And that's the ones that just slam the box office. You hear what I'm saying? And so all these news channels, all they show you is bad things. And they make the things seem worse than what it is because they want you hooked on that television. But I'm telling you right now, in this world, there is more good than bad. In this world where sin is, grace much more abounds. Don't you ever think this world is being took over? I'm telling you, God is still in this world. And whether you see him or believe him, God is still here. And he outranks the devil. I don't care if the devil is the prince of this world, the prince of the air. The Bible says he's the God of this world. But just one blood-bought Christian out outranks every demon out there just one just one drop of blood of jesus christ covers the world you got to understand don't you believe what the devil's got you thinking don't you believe what's going on yes this world is condemned but christ came Christ came that the world might not be condemned, that you can be saved, that the Christ, the Holy Spirit is on this earth to save you, to keep you out of condemnation, to keep you out of going to hell. You have a way out of this old cruel world. You have a way out, and it's through faith in Jesus Christ. No, this is not a good place to live. It ain't never been a good place to live. I don't understand why people are saying this is a It's always been a horrible place. But where sin is, grace much more abounds. You can live inside this horrible world, but be protected by Jesus Christ. He said, if, if God be for me, who can be against me? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You can live in it, but not be a part of it. He said, be ye separate, come out from among them. Amen. I want to I want you to know that Christ is here for you today. And one thing, one thing I want to get across right now. It just crossed my mind. And I'm probably fit to make a lot of people mad, but so be it. I am sick and tired of hearing people tell me they Christians. 
And then they got cussing coming out of their mouth. I'm sick and tired of people saying they're Christians. And they shacking. They ain't living. They ain't married with the one they living with. I am sick and tired of people telling me they're Christians. And they're homosexuals. I am sick and tired of people telling me they're Christians. And they gossiping. And they lying. And they stealing. I am sick and tired of it. I am sick and tired. Listen to this. He says, the sin reigned unto death, even so my grace reigned through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. Or what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? I believe people believe that. I believe people believe that because of grace they can live like they want to. Because of grace they think they, that they just won't go to hell. That they just say one little prayer and they got it and they're going to go to heaven. I'm telling you the devil has deceived you. He's a liar and the father of all lies. If you ain't saved, if you ain't sanctified, if you ain't covered in the blood, hell will follow you. The, the pathway to hell is paved with good attention. Yeah, I know you meant to repent. I know you said you was going to quit cussing. I know you said you was going to marry that woman, but you hadn't. You didn't. You ain't. You still living in sin, but some preacher somewhere told you everything was okay. I'm telling you it ain't okay. If you ain't married to that woman, the Bible said put a ring on it. If you lied, if you stealing, if you cheating, if you're a homosexual, if you committing adultery, fornication, I don't care if you're outside of the will of God, hell is coming after you. You see, the Bible says many will say, Lord, Lord. I'm trying to get you to examine yourself this morning. I, I, I got a ministry Call one yard from hell. But it ain't for the people in the world. The ministry is for the people in the church. The whole title is trying. It says reaching those people who are one yard from hell. People in the church. People in the church is the biggest ministry in the world. The biggest ministry in the world ain't in the third world country. I would rather talk to somebody that's never heard of Jesus Christ than I had to try to convert somebody that's heard his name their whole life. I can't get through to them. They think they're okay. They don't understand. All throughout scripture, the Bible talks about sheeps and goats, tares, and wheats. There's always people inside the house of God. Look at the Jews. How many times the chosen people was outside the will of God. Look at how many of them died in the wilderness that didn't make the promised land. Why? Because they was disobedient to the word of God. You have to be obedient. The Christian walks requires obedience. It requires obedience. Six and two. God forbid. How shall we that are in dead to sin live any longer therein? Let me ask you. If you got saved. If you become a new creature in Christ and old things passed away. Why are they still in your life? If you died to yourself, why is that old man standing right beside you? Why is that old man still making decisions for you if he's supposed to be dead? Yeah, that old man's supposed to be dead. He ain't supposed to still have his old ugly self around. 
That old man ain't supposed to be making decisions no more. Every decision you make must be made as if Christ himself made it. Christ ain't going to be at the beer coolers. Christ ain't going to be telling a lie. Christ ain't going to be gossiping. Christ ain't going to be uh, 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 out there committing adultery or telling dirty jokes or looking at pornography. Those are not Christ-like things. And if you're a new creature in Christ, how dare you be doing those things? Today's a day of repentance. You need to turn back. You need to repent. You need to stop doing it. You need to come back home. You need to get out of that pig pen. You need to repent, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day to get right with God. He said, Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Did you go down as an old man and come up in newness of life? Or did you go down dead and come up dead? Did you come up the same way you went down? Therefore we are buried with him by baptizing into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. I'm telling you, I want you this morning to walk in the newness of life. I want you this morning to rejoice that Christ died for you, that he shed his blood for you, that his body was pierced for you, that, that he took those beatings for you, those mockings. He hung naked on the cross for you, all for you and me. And we dare take advantage of it. We dare take advantage of grace. We dare live like we want to live and say, I'll just ask for forgiveness later. Is that Christ-like? Or is that like the old man? You know, when you was kids, it was always better to sneak out and hope you didn't get caught and then beg mom and daddy not to beat you when you got caught. Well, that's how we try to do Christ. We think we can get away with it like he ain't watching. We think that we can slip off in the darkness and he can't see us. We think that he don't hear us tell them things we say that come out of our mouth. We think that, that he don't see what we're looking at on our phones. He think, We think that we can actually get away with something and Christ don't see it. Oh, how you have deceived yourself. I'm not even going to give credit to the devil. How you have deceived yourself when you think Christ don't see every little thing you do. Ecclesiastic 12 says you'll be judged for every secret thing you do. You don't do nothing outside of the eyes of God. He is omnipresent. Sometimes we feel like we can get off in our sins and nobody's watching. Just because you're alone and home all by yourself, you ain't alone. Christ said, I'll never leave you. He's right there with you. He says, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. That is who we're supposed to be. And I praise those that's in the body of Christ that's doing everything they know to do right. I encourage you in the body of Christ not to grow weary and well-doing. I encourage those in the body of Christ, keep going. 
You're almost there. Keep reaching for heaven. Keep striving. Keep praying. Keep fasting. You almost home. Just like that song said, almost home. You've almost made it. We got something glorious waiting on us. Oh, listen to me. I'm talking to the bride of Christ right now. Praise be to you for staying faithful. Thank you to the pastors. Thank you, pastors. It's never, never lost your ministry. Thank you, pastors. It's never had an affair. Thank you, pastors that don't cuss. Thank you, pastors that are living what you preach. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I thank you. But woe unto you wheat. Woe unto the goats, I mean. Woe unto the tares. Because there you are. You're hearing these faithful preachers. You're seeing these faithful people. And it ain't moved you one bit. You better examine your life. Because death's coming. And hell comes after that. You will bow one day. You will confess the true Christ. And then you'll be cast into hell. And you're going to be so mad at yourself. Because you're going to say, I went to church for 40 years. I went to church for 50 years, and here I am in a place called hell. I got so used to the preaching, I didn't even think about it no more. I got so used to the preaching, it didn't affect me anymore. Well, I'm telling you, you better, you better become that new creature in Christ. You better get back to your first love. You better wake up this morning. You better get in that Bible this morning. You better get on your knees. It might have been a while since you prayed, but I'm telling you today is the day to get up there and pray. Today is the day to get in there and tell the world. Talk to Christ and, and, and look, get revived, get rejuvenated, get, get fired up on the Lord. I'm telling you this morning, this morning, you. I heard the other day, the other day a man was telling me about a man that was 70 years old that went down to the altar and got saved. Been going to church his whole life. But there was a young man that was 20-some years old that had been going to church for a while. And he said, I just don't believe I'm saved. I don't feel what you say I feel, Pastor. I don't see what you say I'm supposed to be seeing, Pastor. I want to get saved. And I'm telling you, this 70-year-old man been going to church forever. He come down and he said the same thing. He said, you know, Pastor, the things that you're talking about, I don't see. The things that I'm supposed to be doing, I'm not doing. Oh, when I heard that, I, I rejoiced that God have mercy on that man to let him live to be 70 to get right. Because there's a lot of folks in the graveyard younger than that man that bust hell wide open. That was mercy bestowed upon that man. I don't care how old you are. Get right with Christ today. You know, a lot of us think we right when we ain't. So I'm fixing to close out here. And uh, y'all stay tuned for Brother Don. Brother Don's on his way. And we're going to close in prayer. Father God in heaven, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you, Father. Father, I ask you to be with any listening out there, Lord, that, that's not right with you. Father, I ask you, Lord, to put it upon their heart to repent, regardless to how long they've been going to church or if they've never been in a church service, Lord. Give them eyes to see and ears to hear, Father, what the Spirit is saying. Father, we may be in some of the last days, and again, we may not be, but you said today is the day of salvation. Don't make them put it off, Lord. 
Let them do it today, Lord. Don't let the devil tell them do it tomorrow. Give them an urgency today to repent, today to get right, today to, to, to get right with you, Lord. Father, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' sweet and holy name, amen. Hey, y'all stay tuned. Brother Don will be coming on next, amen.